Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Man, nothing is impossible with God. Everything is available to you, but you have to reach out and receive it. Getting a revelation of these foundational truths affects every area of your life. It's not just one particular thing. We don't have to strive and strain to get something to produce. The Word is the incorruptible seed, and the thing is, it can't fail. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our broadcast of the Gospel Truth. This week, I've started a teaching on healing entitled, God Wants You Well. I've got a book uh, by this title, a study guide by this title, CDs, DVDs, and we've summarized this teaching. And we've seen people healed off of this. And then we have a USB where I have 12 of my teachings on this one USB. There are I don't even know how many hours that is. Usually six hours uh, per teaching. And 12, that would be what, 70... Hours worth of teaching on here. We've got a healing university. We've got so much material uh, on this that I believe it's just going to be impossible for you to stay sick if you receive it. Psalms 107.20 says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. And I tell you, we're sending this word to you. And if you will receive it, I believe you can be healed of anything that you're dealing with. That's a huge claim. And you know, there's a lot of religious people well, that would criticize me for that and say, you're getting people's hopes up. It's not God's will to heal everybody. This is the point that I'm making on yesterday and today's program. Is that you got to start from this place that it is God's will for you to be well. And there's a lot of people that, again, get mad at me and say, you're going to get people to believing in healing and then they'll be disappointed and they won't see it. Their loved one will die and it'll just devastate them. 
Well, I've got answers to those kind of criticisms, but the truth is what sets people free. And it's the truth that God wants you well. And here's one of the ways that I am just absolutely convinced that it's God's will for you to be well. Because of what Jesus said. Let me take two examples. I wish I had time to read this whole thing, but just two verses out of a discourse that he was giving in John chapter 5. And in verse 19, Jesus answered, and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. <laughs> Jesus said, whatever the Father does is what I do. And then, later in this same chapter, verse 30, he says, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of of the Father which has sent me. Yagamba anti nzesi nza kukola chintu kubwange ngabwe mpulira bwinsala no musango gwensala gwansonga kubanga sino nyabye njagalanze wabule yantu mabyayagala. Some people have interpreted this abantu abamuchino bachivunude as Jesus somehow or another claiming for himself less than deity saying I can't do anything of myself. Ntobodi awo Yesu yali agamba anti ngaye yete kawansi wa katonda mubusatu ngagamba sinzanze kubako chenkola kulwandi. It's actually just the opposite. Nayenga atechino chikontanira dalala necho. What he's doing is describing his complete oneness. Chako with God the Father that he could not operate independent of him. They were one. It's what we call the Trinity. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They manifested in three separate ways. But, and we don't totally understand it. But they were one. Jesus was expressing his oneness with God that he was so one with his father. That he couldn't operate independent of him. So the reason I bring this out is to say Jesus said that in John chapter 14 if you have seen me you have seen the Father. Not talking about just the physical body, but if you have seen the way he acts, the things that he said, the way that he operated in love, and stuff, you are seeing the Father. It also says over in Hebrews chapter 1, 
verse 1. It says, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. And look at this in verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory. This is speaking of Jesus. Was the brightness of the Father's glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. But I wanted to point out that Jesus, it says, is the express image of the Father's person. That word express means he is a perfect representation. An exact representation, not vague, not uh, left something out, but everything that the Father is was expressed through Jesus. And then Jesus, you put that together where he says, I can't do anything of myself. Whatever I see the Father do, that's what I'm doing. I am totally dependent upon him. If you've seen me, You've seen the Father. You put all of this together and it says that Jesus showed us the Father. And who he was. And he did everything. So what did Jesus do? Did Jesus ever make anybody sick? Never. There is not one single example of Jesus making people sick. And yet we've got entire denominations today who will say that it's God's will for you to be sick. God did this to humble you, to break you, to bring you to the end of yourself. Let me just put a little parenthetical phrase here. Don't forget where I'm going. But it is true that when we get sick and things get out of control, control and we are no longer on top of things. There's a lot of people that turn to the Lord through tragedy. But don't blame God for the 
tragedy. You know, if I go beat my head against a wall and I quit. And I say, man, it feels better not to beat my head against the wall. I'll never do that again. Well, I could learn something through that. But don't blame God for making me beat my head against the wall. Don't blame God for the sickness. God did not put sickness on people. But yet, he could use it. You know, there was an instance where my son, Joshua, my oldest son, he was one year old and I was living in Seagaville, Texas. I was pastoring a church there. And it was really hot in Texas in the summer. I had a job making a little bit of money. And I was loading lumber on this big old truck. And my son just loved these huge old semi trucks. He was so excited. He wanted to get up into that truck and play, but it was hot. And I told him, no, he couldn't get up in the truck and play. But anyway, he was running around. He was hot. He was sweaty. And it came time for his nap. And I had to keep working. And so he started to lay down in the dirt. This was in the dirt. That we, it was in a lumber yard and it was just dirt. And he started to lay down. He'd been sweaty. He would have been caked with dirt. I knew Jamie wouldn't like that. And so anyway, I allowed him to get up into the cab of this truck. I rolled the windows down. And just allowed him to get into the cab of this truck. But when he got up in there, he revived because now he was in this truck and he was excited. So he was leaning out the window and looking in the side mirror and waving at me as I was loading this lumber. And I told him a couple of times, I said, Joshua, lay down and go to sleep. You can't lean out this window. And uh, he just kept doing it. And finally, I even gave him a smack. And I said, you need to lay down and go to sleep. And he wouldn't do it. He leaned out of that window. He fell out of that cab of that truck. And that cab of that truck was over my head, so it was over six foot 
tall he fell out emotokeno yali ensinga ko buwanvu ngeri mu footinga mukaga kakati nagwa na avayo hit his eye on the running board eriso yali kona kulubao got a black eye landed on his head neridugala nyo era no mutwe gwe nabanga gukonawo and so i went running up there and grabbed him and kati nagenda nziruka nemmustulawo prayed over him when he quit crying nemmusabira era bwe yakomyo okukaba I said, now Joshua, this is what I was telling you. You can't lean out this window. You'll hurt yourself. Lay down and go to sleep. And you know, he learned something. And he laid down and he went to sleep. And he didn't do it anymore. And so I used that bad experience to teach him something. And he learned something. But if he would have been like a lot of Christians today, he would have gone out and told all his little friends, my dad is so wonderful that he pushed me out of the cab of that truck. And gave me a black eye and nearly broke my neck and did these things to teach me to obey him. No, I didn't do any of that stuff. I did everything I could to stop him from doing it. But when he came, when he finally uh, you know, came to me and was looking for some kind of comfort. I used that situation to teach him something. God can use sickness. God can use tragedy to teach you something, but that doesn't mean that God caused it. God is a good God. And in James chapter 1, it says every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Ngachika okuveri chitafo webi yaka. Ata inza kubana kufuka fuka ni wankubadechi sikirize choku chuka. That's old English for saying that there's no exceptions to this. Nolungereza lukadenga lugambanti wanotewali wocha kwe kwasa. God is the God of good gifts. Ntikatonda yekatondo webida bebirunji. John chapter 10 verse 10 says that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Yokana kumi kumi wagambanti omubi tajja wabula oku. If it's from the devil, it's bad. If it's if it's from God, it's good. So you could say if it's bad, it's the devil. If it's good, it's God. Goinzo gamanti wechibanga chibi chiveri sitani ila wechibanga chirungi chiveri katonda. And yet there are religious people today teaching that God put this sickness on you. To teach you something. You can't see that in Jesus' ministry. Again, Jesus is the express image of the Father. Jesus 
Jesus did only what he saw his father do. He was so dependent upon him he couldn't operate independent of God. If it was God's will to put sickness on people and make them sick, if that was the way that God is, then Jesus did not represent God completely. And I guarantee you that is not a truth. Jesus was the express image of the Father. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. And Jesus never made anybody sick. Jesus never told anybody, you haven't suffered enough. You need to suffer more and then I'll heal you later on. Jesus never laid hands on anybody and gave them sickness. You can find examples like in the sixth chapter of the book of Mark, where Jesus went into his hometown, and it says in verse 4, Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk, and he healed them, and he marveled because of their unbelief. Wagamba Mako Suleyom Kagolunyokunanti Yesu Naba Gamba anti Nabitapulwa Chitiwa Wabula Monsiabu Nemu Chikachi Nemu nyumba ye sote ya yinza kukole dayo chamagedo chona na ye ya semi konoje kubalwa debatono naba wonya ne ye ne ye unya orobuta kirizawabwi ne ye tolo la mumbuga it didn't say he wouldn't do any mighty work. It says he couldn't do it. He was limited by their unbelief. If you put this together with Matthew chapter 13 verse 58, which is the exact same instance, just worded a little differently. It says it was because of their unbelief that he couldn't do many mighty works there. And so Jesus, there's times that he didn't heal every person, but it wasn't because that was God's will. It was because the people wouldn't receive it. The people didn't honor him. And it's the same today. There are people, there's multitudes of people watching this program right now that you aren't well. And you're thinking if it's God's will to heal me, well then why aren't I healed? Well, is it God's will to save everybody? Second Peter chapter three verse nine says God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come. To repentance. 
Amen. I don't know how you can make that any clear. It is not, he is not willing that any should perish. That means it, it is his will for everyone to be saved. And yet they aren't saved. Is that because God's will doesn't come to pass? Well, it doesn't come to pass automatically. You have to believe. To receive. If you doubt, you do without. It says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 that you're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves. Agamba mubefeso esule yoku bidolu nyiri yoromunana tikuwanga mwalo kukaluachisa luachisa luakukiriza sote chava jemuli you aren't saved by grace alone that's what god does ntigwete waloko kaluachisa choka echo katonda chakola grace is what god did for us through jesus ntiechisa checho katonda chakola kuita muyesu but faith is how we respond faith is our positive response to God's grace. And so you aren't saved by grace alone. If you were, it says in Titus chapter 2 verse 11 that the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men. If grace alone saved you, then all men would be saved. But they aren't. Why? Because you have to believe in order to receive. Romans chapter 5 verse 2 says, We have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. You access, you gain admission to grace through faith. God's grace is there. God by grace has healed every person. Your healing has already been purchased. But you gain access through faith. And I'm telling you, a faith killer is what religion says that, well, God wants you to be sick. And I guarantee if you ever swallow that lie, well, then your own conscience is going to condemn you and show you that you haven't done everything right and you will feel guilty and you'll say, well, it's not that I doubt that God can do it. I just doubt that he will do it. Because your own heart condemns you. You aren't perfect. But the good news is you don't get what you deserve. You get what you believe. 
If you could understand it, Jesus died for the ungodly. And he provided healing for you. And it's yours. It's been done, but you have to believe. And if you think that, well, God may want me to be sick. Maybe I haven't learned my lesson. Maybe this is God's punishment. That is just a faith killer. You've got to start with this point that Jesus is the express image of God the Father he only does what he saw his father do. He did everything that he saw his father do. Put that together with Acts chapter 10 verse 38, how that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with power and with the Holy Ghost who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. All it was good. He went around healing all that were oppressed of the devil. If you waver in this thing that God wants you well, and if you think that this is just your punishment, that you are being perfected somehow or another through your suffering, and so therefore God wants you to suffer, if you think that God doesn't heal anymore, or if you buy into this dispensationalism where they say that God died with the last apostle, of course, the problem with that is there's still apostles today. But there are entire denominations who will doubt that there are apostles today and they'll say that the supernatural manifestations of God's power don't function today. None of that stuff is true. And if you believe any of that, well then it'll keep you from believing that you receive when you pray. Mark 11, 24. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. You've got to believe at that moment. And in order to do that, you've got to know that God wants you well. How do you come to that place? 
Well, one of the things for me that did it, I examined the life of Jesus. And since Jesus represented God perfectly and showed us exactly who God was and how God acts, and I see that Jesus never failed to heal a single person, He healed all that were oppressed of the devil, not oppressed of God. When I saw that, I said, then I just have to accept the representation that Jesus gave us. You know, I was taught that God put sickness on you. Man, if I had time, I could tell you some stories. I had it prophesied that I was going to be a human vegetable. For eight years. And I'm not going to take the time to tell you all. But it was supernatural. I had a woman walk up to me 300 miles from where I lived and speak to me and prophesy over me and say things that nobody could know. And anyway, that led to me basically getting this prophet. See that I was going to be a human vegetable for eight years. And I was so ignorant of the word of God that I was that close to receiving it. But finally, I saw that this is just the devil. And I rebuked it. And I had supernatural things happen that made me hesitate and believe that it was God's will for healing. But when I got hold of the truth, it removed those chains, those shackles from me. I started believing God. And man, I got healed. And I have seen miraculous things happen. And I've seen people raised from the dead. Blind eyes open. Deaf ears open. And this isn't just for me. This isn't just for people that are in full-time ministry. Be a super saint. This is for Joe Blow, Jane Doe. Christian. Every one of us is supposed to be walking in supernatural divine health. That's what Jesus showed us. Jesus showed us the will of the Father. And he never made anybody sick. He went around healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And God wants you well 
today. Praise God. Well, I just know in my heart right now that God is speaking to people all over the world. And this is the first time you've ever heard it presented this way with this much confidence and authority. But, but I'm saying these things on the authority of the word. I've got many, many, many more scriptures than I'm going to be sharing with you. But God has spoken to some of you today. And you just need to embrace this. That God you do want me well. Now you may not, that may not be everything you know or need to know in order to get that healing manifest. But this is a first step. You've got to quit doubting that God wants you well. You've got to quit embracing sickness as something that is sent from God as punishment or either a blessing. You got to get over that. You know, Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 through 68 is the blessings and the curses of the law. Verses 1 through 14 are all of the blessings that will come upon you. And some of those blessings are that you will not have sickness. That you will be healed and cured of all sickness and disease. In verses 15 through 68, it lists what the curses are. And some of those curses are that every sickness, every disease which is not written in the book or you could say that isn't even named yet. If there's a new virus that comes out, anything that comes your way, those are curses. So Deuteronomy 28 is just like if you had a blackboard and on one side you write blessings, on the other side you write curses. Verses 1 through 48 are blessings. It's called a blessing to be healed. Over in verses 15 through 68, it's the curses and it's a curse to be sick. They have the bots, the mildew, emrods, all of these kind of things. The Bible says sickness is a curse. And Galatians 3.13 says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Abagalatia 3.13 says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. 
echama teka bwe yafuke chikoli mokulwafe kubanga chawa andikibwa anti akolimidwa buli awanikidwa ku muti Jesus redeemed us from Deuteronomy 28 verses 15 through 68 Yesu yatununula okuva muchama teka abiri munana okuva ku runyiro re 15 okutuka ku renkaga mu munana So that the blessing of Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 14 Omukisa gwe chama teka abiri munana okuva ku runyiro lusoko okutuka ku re 14 could come on us by faith Gusobolo kututuka ko kuita mukukiriza You have had healing purchased for you Kakati gwe wafuna dokuonyezebwanga kwa kugulidwa but you have to believe it Nayengo lino kukukiriza You have to reject these lies that make you embrace sickness as somehow or another being a gift from God. Olino kuziize ndooza zinezikuletero kuloza anti endwadde mukiso okuveri katonda. Or a punishment from God. Obachibonerezo okuveri katonda. And you've got to start resisting it. Olino kutandi kidadalo kuzi okubiziiza. James chapter 4. Yakobo esuleyo kuna. Verse 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yakobo esuleyo kuna olunyiriromu samvuluga ambanti kale the word resist means to actively fight against. And you cannot be actively resisting the devil. Actively resisting sickness if you think that God somehow or another has a part to play in it. If you think that God is doing this either to punish you or to bless you. Well, then you'll wind up submitting to that. You cannot submit to God and resist the devil if you are sitting there embracing that sickness. You have, to, you have to submit to healing and resist the sickness. And I tell you, I've got so much more to share with you about this. And we've got people that are wanting to pray with you. Some of you have had the Lord speak to you today. Faith has come by hearing the word of God. And you're ready to believe. And you need to call and not only ask for the product that we're putting out. But you need to get prayer. And we will see miracles. We will see many, many people healed. Today is your day to receive your healing. So please call that number. Call, remember that we've got a lot of product and then I have this book entitled God Won't You Well. I've got a study guide on that. And we've got CDs and DVDs. We've got this little USB that has 
Tuina neka USB nga kaliko enjigiriza za mirundi kuminebili. Somewhere around 60 or 70 hours worth of teaching in that. Nga tulina ne sawa kumpi nkago baansavu nga ziliko kuyigiriza. We've got these uh, healing journeys that are video testimonies of people that have been miraculously healed. And then we have this healing university which is over 60 hours worth of teaching. Not only by, by me but also by a lot of our instructors in our Karis Bible College. And it includes all of the healing journeys are on here. There's group discussions. We've got a lot of stuff to try and help you get healed. So, so please call uh, please respond today and join me again tomorrow for another gospel truth. Webale kuuliza programu ya fe ya gospel truth. Tukiriza anti owele duwa nyo mkisa okuita mkisomese wakuno. Wabango ya gara tusabeko na awe, oboli na HV uzocho na, oboli na obujulizi kwecho katonda chako zo kuita kumprogramu eno. Tukubile ko kunamba za simu zino wa manga. 0 bili 0 0 satu satu 0 0 0 0 Ngambie, eri 0 bili 0 0 satu satu 0 0 0 0 Oba, 0 musamvu musamvu munana Atano mutano, nkaga mutano nsamvu Ngambie, 0 musamvu musamvu munana Atano mutano, nkaga mutano nsamvu Kuloku wakala kwa katondo kutaliko komojoli Tuogiru mkisa kwa katonda Tuogere nkula akulana, ila tuogere okonye zewa, mulinyari ya mkama fe yesu, uwele duanyo omkisa.